This is Justin Lesko, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu brown belt and former pro MMA fighter. And I'm Mike Callahan, a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu brown belt and a law enforcement officer. Coming up on the show today, we're going to talk about the signs that you may be in for a long day at your Jiu-Jitsu tournament. And we have a lot of fight news to break down, including some Jiu-Jitsu promotions and some UFC fight announcements, so we'll look at it all. Welcome to That Jiu-Jitsu Podcast. So if you're watching the YouTube version of this episode, obviously we're not over Zoom and we're, we're in Mike's kitchen slash our brand new studio. This is a brand new state-of-the-art recording studio. At Mike's kitchen table. That's This is... I have stopped referring to it as such and I will make my family do the same. It is a recording table. It's, a, it's our new sound table. So if this video never ever comes out, it's because we're bad at technology and have totally botched the setup of a new studio but hopefully if you're seeing this it means that we're good at technology don't don't overlook the possibility of my wife killing us <laughs> we were supposed to be done recording justin got here an hour and a half ago we were supposed to be done recording a half hour ago i'm sorry justin, we're got, just here starting. Before, justin got here at 7 50 it's now 9 30 well an hour and 40 minutes of doing nothing I wouldn't say nothing because <laughs> it felt like nothing. A lot. Okay. An hour and 40 minutes of doing absolutely nothing productive. Yeah. This. Have you ever been kicked out of your own kitchen? Because that happened about 45 minutes ago. I would say. Justin couldn't find out, figure out the technology related to the audio version of this show. He exiled me from my own kitchen. I would say politely asked for a little bit of space. I, in turn, was frustrated. So I coped with my frustration by stealing my one-year-old's fruit snacks and taking two packs into my living room and eating them while Justin worked through his issues. And provided none to your guest. You were my enemy at that point. You weren't my guest. So we're still going through a little bit of growing pains having to be in the same room because usually when we're over Zoom, I can just mute him and pretend that he's not talking to me, but... No muting this. So this episode might be a little bit more hostile if you ever see it or hear it. I was looking at some of the news from the week and it jumped out at me that, first of all, Derek Lewis got promoted to blue belt in jiu-jitsu. He's the baddest blue belt in the world. He's a pretty bad blue belt. He also was wearing a gi, which I was kind of surprised to see. A... Oh, there he is. Yeah, I mean, he's rocking a gi, no, getting promoted. Wore, so he got promoted a while ago. This is saying he got his first stripe on this blue belt. Okay, all right, so I'll take it back. He got his first stripe on his blue belt, which made me aware that Derek Lewis was a blue belt and trains in the gi. So I'm still surprised whether it's his blue belt or his first stripe. He's a bad man. So imagine you're a 35-year-old heavyweight jiu-jitsu hobbyist, and you show up at a naga or a local tournament, and the dude across the mat from you mm -hmm. is Derek Lewis. Mm -hmm. So you're probably in for a rough day. Yeah, you're in for a rough which got us thinking, what other signs could there be that you're about to have a rough day at a jiu-jitsu tournament? And I have a good list. Did you have like any you want to jump off with? And you can't use Derek Lewis as your opponent. Yes. Yeah, no, it's not. I, so I, I, I've always hated these tournaments where they let the kids go first. Right? Because like you just, you know at that point you are just, it's never going to end on time. Well, that was good. That was on my list too of like not necessarily – because of the kids, but just timing in general. Um, there's been tournaments that I've shown up to. I think the last time you competed as a purple belt, you were supposed to compete at like 4 p.m. Yeah. And it was like 9 p.m. Yes. before you had your first match. Yeah. 
I waited around. I got there at like, they said get there a little bit before. And I think I got there at like one or two. And I didn't fight till nine o'clock at night. Yeah. Nine Hurry up and wait. Yeah. Well, I think it goes the opposite direction because I did a sub-only tournament. Yeah. I was thinking about this. Yeah. Yeah. It, I did a sub-only tournament and it was like a solid hour and a half from my house. And I don't want to say the name of the tournament because I might do it again. I don't want to get blacklisted from the tournament. I probably won't do it again. So I drive up there and it was supposed to be like my division was supposed to be at like one o'clock. I got there at like 1130 and I did the weigh-ins and I'm sitting on the side of the mat, like just like chilling. I'm not even stretching yet because I'm still so far away from competing. Yeah. And they just start calling my name because my division had started more than an hour early. Yeah. There's been plenty of times where I don't show up to my, I don't show up to the tournament until like the time I'm supposed to compete. Right. As important and skilled people should. Like, yeah, I, yeah, I, I don't got time the, to waste yeah, sitting the, around. The tournament will wait for us. So I, they're calling my name. I have to like throw on a rash guard and go out and compete without warming up at all or doing anything. And I said to the guy, I was like, I thought that I was supposed to compete at whatever time. And he's like, oh, yeah, we're early. So like if I wasn't Sorry, there, like yeah. you just lose the money. Like it's bad to be super late at a tournament, but it's also bad to be super early. Write that down. <laughs> One of life's lessons. Uh, it's like bad to be super late, but it's also bad to be uh, super early. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, let's go life lessons. Oh I'll make a new t-shirt. <laughs> All right, Nostradamus, calm down <laughs> over there. <laughs> just trying to help the people out who are running we tournaments. Got a real, we got a real philosophizer <laughs> over here. It's <laughs> oh, great. I do think that if you're going to do a tournament that has kids and adults, that you should have them compete on different days. Yeah, and I think like I think a, a couple of the bigger Naga tournaments have gone that route, but it's the it's the fucking kids schedule that always messes it up. Um, although I did tap out for cancer two years ago, and they were to the minute like your division's going to start here, and you're going to go 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 go. So it can I mean, be done. You yeah. can make a tournament run on schedule. Yep. Yep. I also think that it's going to be a bad day at the tournament if you show up and there's nobody in your division and they don't tell you. Yeah. I've had tournaments like that where you show up and they might have been using like smooth comp or whatever yeah. and people like bail out of the tournament yeah. but they don't notify you yeah. at all. So if you didn't go on to smooth comp to check your divisions. Yeah, or if it's not updated. But I, like it's crazy because that happened um, at a couple tournaments and then – you're either you're either bumping up which is fine which is or, fine it still matches yeah, but like is, but like if you've cut weight you know yeah that sucks that sucks but yeah, i mean you're going to go there you're not going to there was a couple uh people that i know that would like go there and they wouldn't move up and they would get a medal it's like you're not fighting anybody well that's the same thing as if you put up that you got a silver medal at a tournament and there's two people there better have been more than 3 people in your bracket you 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 didn't get a silver medal if there was you and one other guy. No, no, yeah, yeah. No. You better have... But if there's three people in there and you get a silver medal and you're the guy who fought the third place guy, then you get... Say you fight, say you fight the third place guy and then you lose to the first place guy. You can have a silver medal. Yeah, but you shouldn't... 
there seems to be an art to social media where people make that silver medal seem like they've really had a battle for that silver medal. And you might have had one tough match, but I, I want to see at least six people in a bracket before I'm like, yo, I got silver out of six. Well, it, yeah. I mean, like, let's do eight. Like, because then that'll guarantee you yeah. to win, you got to win three matches. Okay. And to get silver, you got to win two matches. Either way, silver out of two. If no one was awarded a bronze because there wasn't a person for bronze, you don't you didn't get to celebrate a silver. I've had tournaments, though, where I show up and there's no one in my division, but I move up and I get to do a couple extra divisions. So oh, yeah. it's like I'll fight as many, I'll fight as many times. As, as many fights as they'll give me, that's what I'll take. Now, like, here's the deal. Like, I've I, there's been a tournament where, like, I've lost before the medal rounds, and then they're like, "Do you want like a consolation fight?" I'm like, "No, I don't want a fucking no? consolation fight. No, because like, I'm not fight. Like, I'm just like at that point, I'm so fucking mad. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I want to take the consolation fight for like, oh, I hope I can get, you know, fourth place as opposed to fifth or whatever. Uh, I would just take the match for an extra match. If I paid a hundred dollars to get the tournament, every match becomes you know breaks yeah. into that hundred a little bit. I've also had tournaments where I show up and there's nobody in the weight class above you either. So then you have to go out and compete against guys that are all smaller than you. And then you're kind of screwed because if you win, it's like, oh, you just beat up on the smaller guys. But if you lose, you just got beat up by a smaller guy. Story of my life. Yeah, getting beat up by a smaller guy. No, first part. When you're a fucking mammoth. There's nobody bigger than you? In this world. I think that with the cameras now, people are seeing a real size disparity between the two of us. Yeah, I know. Another thing that I hate about tournaments is when they overly regulate the rules. And I'm not going to go into another leg locks should be legal for everyone debate. But I've had tournaments where they say that leg locks are legal and then you do a leg lock and they disqualify you. They say leg locks are legal. And then you do a rolling leg, a rolling toe hold and you fucking break somebody's leg loud enough for the entire gym to hear that was yeah they're gonna intervene that was one of the most disgusting moments of my life when i hit a toehold and the dude's ankle just like disintegrated in my arms it was a rolling toehold it was a rolling toe leg locks were legal in the tournament but then because the guy got hurt they like changed their mind i guess and then in the next match because the guy couldn't continue, even though I got disqualified, I went to the finals match. And then in the finals match, the dude I was competing, competing against went for a heel hook. And I, as I was defending, I looked up at the ref like, because it was the same ref, what the fuck's going on here? And the ref was just And they like, let that go. The ref was like, this is the definition of karma. It's not my fault the dude had a weak ankle. And so it's not I my never... fault that they were legal and they changed the rules. I agree. Well. Pick a rule set, stick to it. So if you're going to go to a tournament, make sure you're not competing against Derek Lewis. Yeah. Make sure you know what the rules are. Yeah. Make sure you didn't drive too far. And Make sure you're not too late, but also not too too early. early. It's most important, obviously. And don't forget your gi. Yeah. Well, don't forget. That's pretty much it. All right. So to sum it up. Do some things on your end to make it good. Right. Tournament runners. Do some things on your end to make it good. Yep. And then we would all be happy. We're all happy. Maybe we should have our own tournament. Maybe we should have that jujitsu tournament. So moving on into the news section of the show. Yeah. I was very excited 
I have it pulled up because I don't want to mess up any of the details. Polaris, they're doing a squads event yeah. called Polaris Squads. Sort of like Quintet, if you've watched Quintet before, but it's going to be two teams of eight, and it's going to be four competitors at 75 kilos, which is about 165 pounds, and four at 95 kilos, and four at 95 kilos, which is about 210 pounds. It's five-minute matches with no points and no judges' decisions, and any match with a, and any match without a sub is a draw, and, and both, both competitors are yep. out. And every submission earns one point for your team. And if someone at 75 kilos submits someone at 95 kilos, it's three points. That's bullshit. We'll, we'll break it down. The winner of the match stays on the mat, and the captain of the losing team chooses the next competitor from their team to go against the winner of the previous match. Then the first event, it's going to be Team UK and Ireland versus Team Europe. So we don't know the competitors yet at the time of this recording. So by the time you hear this, you might know who's on each team. Yeah. But I think it's a pretty cool event. Yeah, I mean, I like the the quintet thing. It's just you know, if you get they brought Gordon Ryan. Yeah, Uriah Faber put Gordon Ryan on his team, and he just fucking killed everybody. Yeah. Um. So if you get one guy who's really really good, I do think that you should have to do. I don't know the logistics, but like everyone has to compete like at least once to prevent just one person. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, how do you do that? Because if he keeps winning, he's going to stay on the mat. Maybe you put a, a limit on how many matches each person can do. Each person can only do three matches or three in a row or something. But I, I think for an event like this, like, yeah, you could bring Gordon Ryan. I mean, you can't do this one because it's Team UK and Ireland versus Team Europe, and he's neither of those. I believe that when me shit turns purple and smells like rainbow sherbet. Am I allowed to be on the no Team Ireland team? But now? not just for that. I can't. I think it's a merit-based thing. Like, they want to win. Plus, are you making 95 kilos right now? Crikey! Let's throw another shrimp on the bobby. Can I be for Team Aust- Australia? If you can make 95 kilos, I'm sure they'd love to have you. So hold on. I'll tell you exactly what 95 kilos is. So nine, 95 times 2, that's 190 plus 19. It's like 209 that's 200 and, and No, it's just 209. It's 209, like 0. 0.5 or something. No, it's not. All right, Google. I'm telling you right now, 95 times 2 is 190, and then 9.5 times 2. It's 209.439 so, pounds. That's impossible because it's, what is it? 209.439 pounds. 95. 95 times 2. No. Is 190. Plus 19. It's 209. 95 kilos. It's 2.2. 95 kilos in pounds brings up the converter from kilograms to pounds. It's it, more that it. That's the simple way to do it. That's right. the way you do it at the gym. The, yeah, 2.2. But, but the actual it's way. 2.2. The entire world uses it. It's, I mean, the entire universe, the entire universe, the entire metric using universe recognizes a kilogram is 2.2 fucking Joey pie over here is going to start reciting it to the 20th degree for an approximate result. Multiply the mass value by 2.205. You forgot the 0.05. 202, 202 for 95 
kilos times two point. Listen, I'm trying to help you. I'm grams. trying to give you an extra almost half pound because again, you've ducked the question. I don't think you're making ninety five kilos right now. I was two seventeen point four today. I'll make ninety five kilos by tomorrow night if I wanted to. All right, I think we got a challenge. Speaking of Europe, the Tour de France starts on Saturday. Do you want to talk about that for a little bit? Mm-hmm. Are you sure? It's the biggest sporting event in the world. Yeah, I don't agree with that. It is, though. I don't agree with that. I mean, how are we saying it's the biggest sporting event in the world? It's the biggest sporting event in the world. So says who? The world. Okay, so the world... <laughs> they took a poll. Hold on, ready? What is the biggest sporting event... In the world. Tour de France. I'm looking at it right there. It's right there on the top. Okay, that says the Rugby World Cup. And then it says the Super Bowl. And then it says Tour de France, followed by the NBA Finals, followed by the Winter Olympics, which is absurd because the Summer Olympics are so much more entertaining to watch you're just than a, a Winter Olympics. You're just an uncultured then, American who doesn't then, appreciate cycling. And then Wimbledon. I, I, I can go down Wimbledon. Okay. Tennis is fun the to watch. The fact that the Rugby World Cup is number one is... You do know there's other countries fucking in the world. Appalling. There's other countries in the world besides America. Okay. There's a lot and, of other countries the, in the world. Not, and the earth isn't, isn't flat. Whatever. All right. The FIFA World Cup is number one. And I can believe that. The Olympic Games are number two. Did you go to Mike Callahan's list of the top the, world sports? This is Bleacher Report. I don't even know what this is. Oh, this is the 24 hours of Le Mans. Le Mans. Le Mans. Is that what the, the racing? Yeah, it's the car The race. Super Bowl. The this Grand has gone National. farther off the rails than I wanted it to go. The, the Masters Tournament. What? Bro, I don't even know if you're going to be in the top 10. You're not. You think you're in the top 15? I don't know why you're addressing me as if I'm the Tour de France. You're number 13. Congratulations. I'll you're take number it. 13 in line. Number one in the world. So back to Polaris. If 12 other sporting <laughs> events died, you would be number one in the world. Why do you keep addressing sporting events like they're living, breathing people? <laughs> Don't worry. Hey, if, if we kill off the Super Bowl, which we might this year, by the way. All right, so back to Polaris. But this would be an event that you like because there's no judges or referees' yeah. decisions. Yeah. It's like taking a lot of the I like that, and I out. like the draw. Like if, if, if you fight to a draw, then you're both gone. I, I like that. The only downside to fighting to a draw, and not to be nitpicky because I really like this rule set, if you throw Gordon Ryan out there, and I already know where this debate is going to go, if you throw Gordon Ryan out there and you can get someone to just stall yeah. as long as possible and get him out. Now the question is, we, we've had this debate off camera and I, I want to relive it. You start in Gordon Ryan's closed guard. Yeah. Can you make it a minute? No. I don't think so. Maybe. No. No. I don't even know why I said maybe. I start inside of his closed guard. Inside his closed guard. Um, I don't think so. Maybe. All right, change, change the roles. He starts in your closed guard. That would be a more likely scenario, but a minute? Probably not. No. Probably not. No, I probably don't. It's not going to be a lot of debate on this topic. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't think so. So like I said, we don't know the competitors yet, but 
we'll talk about this more as as the event gets closer. It's the end of September, so as the competitors get announced, I'm sure it'll lead to some debate about the strategy. Shit, tactics, turning purple and smelling like rainbow sherbet. I'm still not on the list. Okay. Ireland. Let me know if you let me know if you need a 95 kilo fighter. BJJ Globetrotters, who I'm going to put the link up here to our interview with Christian from BJJ Globetrotters. He, uh, they just announced they're doing COVID-19 testing. Yeah. It's mandatory for everyone who comes to the camp, and you have to have been tested within 72 hours of arriving and have to provide them with their certification. Yeah, but that's crazy because some of these tests don't – you know what I mean? Like, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Brian White was supposed to uh, – Daily Plug or uh, – Daily Plug yeah, for Brian yeah. White. <laughs> Was supposed to go to the main camp next week. Yeah, and it got. I mean, it's smart. I would feel better showing up if I. I would feel better showing up if I knew that I had been tested and other people had as well. But, but do you think that more tournaments will start doing like COVID nineteen no. testing? Well, maybe they're re- doing like they're, they're doing pans. Gonna... They're doing IBJJF pans and are they required? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Do you think they will? Maybe they'll require, but they're not going to do testing. Yeah, so you have to like provide your yeah, own. Yeah, they're not going to. I mean, it's, it's just not cost effective for them to do that. The last bit of news I'm excited for, kind of, you know, I love Amanda Nunez. I think she's the greatest of all time, but she's fighting Megan Anderson for the 145 pound title, but that's not till December, but they just announced it, so that's exciting. Yeah, if she wins, they're going to do away with the 145 pound. Yeah, it's also, it's Anderson's like last fight on her contract, so even if she wins, I don't know, they bring her back. Yeah, I don't. I, I just I think the one forty five the pound division in the women's thing is done. it could go away now and I don't think anyone yeah, would really nobody notice. Would miss it. It's like the all right. So which divisions would you get rid of if you could? You have to cut three divisions from the UFC. Mm. So cut three of them. So women's featherweight is easy. Done. Yeah, it's number one. I th- one twenty five for the women is not super strong. Yeah, I think that like the 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 luxury that they have are a lot of those women are like interchangeable between one fifteen and one twenty five. Like yeah, like it's, Shipshanko it's, and it's sort of a, a mixed bag thing where it's like one fifteen to one thirty five is a big gap. And so you put in one twenty five in the middle, but I don't think there's enough talent to fill a whole new division right in the middle. So like that division That's exists. Why they had it, yeah. That division exists for Shevchenko because 115 I think was too tough of a cut. Yep. She's too small for 135. Yep. So they build 125. I I would reluctantly cut it and I think I would reluctantly cut men's 125 too. If if you're holding a gun to my head and I have to cut three divisions, I don't I just don't know any other division I would cut before that. It's just out of a numbers game thing for me. Yeah. 125, 125, and 145 for the women. Uh, I don't think there's any men's division other than 125 where I'm not like compelled to watch what's happening. I think everyone at 125 could go to 35 in the division. 135 stacked, 145 is, I don't know what happens. Who gets a shot at, at 45 now? Like I four, don't know, but there's contenders. It's not there's there's no one there to fight. Forty five is the next weakest one if you had it picked. If I had to pick fifty five yeah. stacked, seventy stacked, eighty five stacked, eighty five stacked, two hundred five is wide open right now. And heavyweight, we're gonna put the link up here. The episode we just broke down about heavyweight, so check that out. But yeah, 
Anyway, I think Amanda Nunes is going to win very easily. I think she's the greatest of all time. I think she'll further cement that legacy in December and right off under the sunset, maybe. Do you say under the sunset or into the sunset? The sunset. Into yeah, because you, you can't ride under the sunset because it's setting. Thank you for joining us in our very first episode of the new studio. All right, guys, thanks for hanging out with us. Don't forget that you can find a video version of every one of our episodes on YouTube. You just have to search for that jujitsu podcast. If you want to follow the show on Instagram, you can find us at that underscore jujitsu underscore podcast. If you want to follow me directly, you can follow me at m underscore Callahan 106. If you want to follow me directly, you can find me at Justin Lesko. We're still giving away a free t-shirt for anyone who signs up to subscribe to us on Patreon. I just posted a new technique breakdown and I posted the other day our blooper reel from August, which I thought was pretty good. It was pretty good. I feel like I was the loser in that a lot because the fart. But you can check all that out at patreon.com slash podcast. Patreon.com slash that jujitsu podcast. Bonus content. Get a free t-shirt. Check it out. Say you love the studio. I love the studio. Say it convincingly. I love the studio. Thanks for hanging out with us, everybody. We'll see you next time.